Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting from Leander, Texas. It is, what time is it? 5.53 in the morning. Um, this is episode 471. Um, if you're listening to the audio podcast only, I think it will say like episode 143 or something. But I started doing this uh, video YouTube show quite a bit before I started actually putting up audio only podcasts. So, so yeah, uh, normally it goes the opposite way. People do audio first and then they go to video, but uh, I don't know. Um, YouTube just flipping on that YouTube switch and just creating just a raw audio, just upload it and, um, no audio processing whatsoever. No editing just seemed like the easiest route to go at the time. Uh, anyway, this is my morning video blog, uh, brain dump of news and information that I learn, uh, my sandbox to be able to play with audiovisual equipment, and my message in a bottle to the rest of the Web3 in crypto community to be able to talk with people about this stuff so I'm not just in some kind of vacuum tube talking to myself. Um, because, yeah, a lot of friends and family don't want to sit here, sit there and listen to me ramble about crypto. So, you know, especially in this market, you know, so they be like, I told you so. Yeah, that Bitcoin's down, isn't it? Yeah, I hear everybody's losing money. You know, so... I don't know. Um, I love the innovation of it. Um, I love all the the drama. I do love the drama. This is like the best, you know, telenovela <laughs> ever, you know, just reading the crypto news. Uh, it, it's really fun uh, to keep up. But the technological innovation of it all really um, is amazing to me, too. I've been learning a lot about knowledge graphs, about artificial intelligence, about uh, Web 3 versus Web 3.0. And I promise I will get to some of those topics on some of these episodes up here in the very, very near future, maybe even tomorrow. But I've just been, you know, it's been a hard concept for me to wrap my head around the whole idea of the semantic web and, and knowledge graphs and stuff like that. So I really wanted to just like make sure, I mean, not that I was kind of, not that I would be an expert in it, but that I could actually coherently kind of talk about those subjects and do it in a way that would make sense to new people. Because that's what I was, that's what I'm having a hard time finding with the, the whole concept of the semantic web and stuff is, is information that I can easily translate to you, you know, um, something that I could talk about in a casual conversation um, without you know, having to dive into like five episodes worth of history and, and you know, backup topics. And, and you know, it's just, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty technical. But anyway, um, yeah, so let's, none of this is financial advice and I'm not your teacher, you know. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so it's not educational advice either. This is just me kind of discovering and this is my process of learning and I'm recording it. Okay, so got that out of the way. So let's go over here to the old CoinGecko screen and see what's going on. Uh, let me hit the old refresh because Bitcoin is at $21,101 as of a few minutes ago and Ethereum is at $1,130. Um, I do like to refresh it whenever I first get on the screen. So Bitcoin's at $20,102.09. Um, it's down a little bit, 4.4 uh, from yesterday and down 2.9 over the week. Um, so Ethereum is at $1,129. It's uh, down 7.6% from yesterday. And it's been about flat all week, down point and up 0.4%, so not much. Um, so yeah, it looks like everything in the past 24 hours is red. Yeah. <laughs> so another red day. Um, getting quite used to those. Um, red used to be my favorite color when I was a kid. I remember I had fire engine red carpet in my room because my my parents let me pick out what kind of carpet they want. I know it's a, you know, I was a privileged kid. Okay. Uh, so, and, and I, I, I'm happy for it. You know, I, I had a pretty good childhood. So, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, but um, so yeah, I got to pick out my carpet my parents were all about that. You know, um, they let us pick out little things like that. And then, you know, so they, they like to, to add things and change around decorations in their house. You know, we didn't have a lot of like family wealth, you know, like going generations deep. But my parents did well for themselves for the time being at that time to be able to give us little things like let us decorate our room. You know, so it's just total middle class fancy, you know. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. Um, so Bitcoin, 20,000. Ethereum, 1,100. We have the stable coins and you know, Tether and USD. Binance at 22018, Binance USD at a dollar, uh, XRP at 33 cents, um, Cardano at 47 cents, Solana at 3525. The Doge. So Doge and Shiba Inu and a bunch of other uh, coins are being kicked off of crypto.com right now. And um, I mean, yeah, crypto.com is kind of shedding themselves of these, these altcoins and probably. Uh, a wise move for them, knowing that a lot of the exchanges are crashing. Uh, Voyager is having issues because uh, Three Arrows Capital was highly leveraged out on Voyager, and Three Arrows Capital uh, has spiraled into their death spiral. So Voyager is having problems. We uh, yesterday talked about uh, well, Celsius has issues, which which has leaked into Bancor. So yesterday we talked about Bancor. And then, uh, so yeah, all these exchanges are having problems. So crypto.com, I hope is not next because I, I like that exchange. I've been using it for a while. It's been a no hassle. Their customer service has been pretty decent. Um, so yeah, except for banks not wanting to um, let me do instant fiat transfers onto there. Um, but I think that's kind of crypto wide. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but so far, so good with crypto.com. I haven't seen any issues yet. But take your money off of centralized exchanges like crypto.com, like Binance, like FTX, um, you know, like uh, Voyager. Um, I don't know if you can right now. I think Voyager may have frozen up their assets. Uh, but take your money off as centralized accounts. Put them in decentralized wallets or ledger wallet, cold storage or whatever you can. Uh, but... You don't know what's going to happen. You know, if you're 
if your um, exchange is next in all this death spiral contagion, then um, your crypto may be stuck, you know? And if that that exchange goes kaput, you know, like you know, maybe Kraken or Gemini might go kaput, you know? And uh, then uh, you're stuck. You, you, your crypto that you had up on that exchange is gone. Uh, and you know, Coinbase has been notorious for any time that there's been any type of price, you know, major price movements. Suddenly they freeze up. It's almost like clockwork. You know, you can tell when the market is doing something when Coinbase freezes up. You know, it's like, ah, yep, Coinbase froze up. Market must be moving. You know, so um, so speaking of Coinbase, they're dealing with their own issues. OK, so I did a little search on uh, Coinbase Goldman Sachs. So uh, let's see here. Um, so there's there's been some speculation here, you know, um, Coinbase, Goldman Sachs, I guess they're kind of a lot of people listen to them as an indicator of what to buy and sell. I would not listen to Go Goldman Sachs, you know, for the life of me, because whatever they do ends up fleecing the average person like you and me, the retail person. I'm not a trader either, you know, and I'm not even a TA guy, trader, nothing. But uh, I, I do want to like, you know, put some money here and there into some stocks or some companies or, you know, some some things that I think might be able to, you know, benefit me in the long run. But uh, Goldman Sachs just seems like they're out there to basically, uh, you know, I mean, they're out there to make money. So, uh-oh, okay, okay. So here's a, uh, a tweet from Litecoin News, institutional crypto will soon be taken over by big players, PayPal, Visa, Fidelity, Goldman Sachs, and will wash away the amateurs, Coinbase, BlockFi, Voyager, Celsius, and their unregistered pump coins, which kind of, you know, I, I just said crypto.com is getting rid of all their pump coins like Doge and Sheep. The big players will focus on regulatory certainty, Bitcoin and Litecoin and newly registered coins coming out. Uh, so I've been seeing tweets all year round that, um, you know, all the uh, uh, like 90 percent, 95 percent, 99 percent of these tokens is uh, are, are going to crash, you know. Um, so expect that. And here it's happening, you know, a lot like 90 percent. If you have that that marriage merit badge, Boy Scout, Girl Scout sash full of of uh, badges of all these you know coin logos in your wallets, because you get excited about the next white paper. <laughs> well, you know, the glue holding on those merit badges is drying up and those badges are going to start falling off. Um, so um, let's see. Here's some responses to this. Coinbase is not a pump coin. It's a fully registered corporation that's not going anywhere. Okay. Uh, let's see what they have. I'm kind of curious as to what people say about that, actually. So who as uh, so Coinbase shields 5,500 unregistered tokens. And then uh, they, the retort is, who cares? They have a banking license. Only two exchanges globally have a license. And uh, Litecoin News says it has horrible customer service, too. Um, yeah, they do have horrible customer service. I mean, but I mean, most... Crypto exchanges have horrible customer exchange service, customer service, especially Voyager. Um, so anyway, um, here is a little correlation right here that Bitcoin Archive posted. Um, Bitcoin balance on exchanges, and they went to Glassnode. And I guess I don't know if this is on Glassnode or not, but uh, it looks like the amount of Bitcoin balance on Coinbase 
is going down in direct correlation to the amount of Bitcoin going up on Binance. And I have no idea why this is or even if this is valid information, but it's pretty interesting visual here. So let's take a quick look at this. Um, you know, so yeah, they just like completely right at some point right at some date, they just kind of take a fork in the road and they go opposite ways. Um, yeah, right around like September 20th to January 21st during that time. Um, yeah, the balance of Bitcoin exchanges on Binance goes way up and the balance of Coinbase just drops off at the exact same rate that Binance goes up. Uh, people's responses are Coinbase is spot only. Lockstep down looks like institutional buying sent to custody. Uh, Binance has the world's best derivative speculative casino where Bitcoin can be used as collateral. True. And, uh, um, you know, Coinbase is mainly United States based and uh, Binance is the rest of the world. <laughs> um, let's see here. The answer is simple, simpler than most. The data is flat wrong. Okay. These graphs represent known exchange addresses every time a deposit of any significance is made on coinbase you'd use a new address hence the downtrend on known addresses elementary really huh well, that's an interesting way to look at it but bitcoin archive uh, responds saying could they be so wrong for long and um get such a massive swing wrong for each exchange that's a pretty good point too do you think that somebody would have seen that the, the, the that pretty much would consign their entire data science team to the scrap heap yeah, so I mean, they have teams of people to look at this and to to go over the data. So why would it be such a simple idea um, of you know the graphs representing only known exchange addresses? I don't know. Um, someone else's response: Coinbase has the most institutional investment, and Binance has the most popular money. In the big fall, institutional wallets filled up, and little by little, the balance was reallocated to safer wallets, while people continue to trade on Binance. Okay, uh, I can't use Binance, um, not even Binance US. I'm in Texas and uh, you know, I just it, it won't even let me sign up for Binance. Um, I mean, and I can't trade, I can't buy, I can't connect my, my fiat account to Binance in Texas. Something in the regulations won't allow me to do it in Texas. People will use a VPN. Um, well, I've used a VPN and they still ask you to do so. I can create an account with a VPN and I can sign up. But the second I try to do any like fiat uploading or downloading or anything like that, uh, or deposit or withdrawal, then it just, it just stops me in my tracks, you know, cause you gotta do KYC. You have to do your driver's license. You have to hold up the utility bill or the photo of you holding a picture saying, yes, this is me handwritten and all that other stuff that KYC makes you jump through all the carnival hoops of, you know, you feel like an elephant sitting on the podium with a, with a ball on your head and, you know, this is like balancing like Dumbo. Uh, anyway, um, so let's see here. You know, everybody has, you know, all these different rationale of why Binance, Bitcoin balance would be going up and Coinbase going down. So regulations, I should have done this too much earlier, but I pulled all my remaining Bitcoin off of Coinbase when they implemented the Dutch central bank regulations, which a judge was found illegal, uh, requiring you to verify transfers to your own hardware software wallet. Okay. Um, so uh, knows that many fear Coinbase might go insolvent in the foreseeable future if things continue to spiral downwards for them as they have lately. Users' funds will be seized if this happens, so it's logical for one to move their funds away from there. Even the big guys fall eventually. Um, this is kind of interesting. 
You know, and this is what I was just saying about taking your funds off of centralized exchanges because when they go down, you know, your your stuff is going to be stuck there. Ah, just a bunch of spam responses. Okay. So, um, okay, so let's see here. Yes, of course, someone else responds. Coinbase business model is failing. It revolves around taking a high percentage off of trades. All their competitors are cheaper. True. And that's why I have not dealt with Coinbase because it's like, you know, yeah, they do fleece you as far as fees are concerned. Now they bleed money and try to prevent people from taking out their assets. But after Luna and Celsius, people are running away quickly. Uh, Coinbase being forced to document the names and addresses of all wallets of to which crypto is sent from. Okay. Uh, I think people trust Binance more than Coinbase and are loading their Bitcoins to Binance. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Um, you know, but just a bunch of you know Twitter heads just giving their two cents. Uh, honestly, I've had two. Uh, someone else said, I've honestly had so many technical issues with Coinbase. Trade stuck for hours. New listings being delayed. Uh, and so many sudden. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not sure all that is necessarily the case. Um, I did a search because Goldman Sachs now tacked a sell, um, a, a sell tag on Coinbase. So I did a search just Goldman Sachs Coinbase, and uh, Crypto Whale says Goldman Sachs urged people to buy Coinbase when it was over $300, and now they're urging people to sell as the stock plunges under $50. Banks give bad advice on purpose. They simply need dumb retail to buy their bags for exit liquidity. Okay. Um, I mean, that makes sense. You know, um, that Goldman Sachs is clearly one of the top people, you know, along with BlackRock and Grayscale and all these other large, you know, funds and everything like that. And they are going to try to manipulate the market. Now that crypto has been a thorn in their side for so long. And at first they just thought it was like Dungeons and Dragons geeks. And then it's DeFi came out and, you know, now NFTs and everything like that. And it's really uh, starting to peck away at their power. Um, of course, they're going to start trying to proactively attack a lot of these protocols. And I said yesterday, you know, I am a conspiracy theorist, man. I love it. You know, and I do believe that there are people in power that do not want the average person to have autonomy, freedom and uh, you know, financial sovereignty. And um, they're going to do everything they can to try to prevent that. And so I think a lot of these anonymous shady actors in the in the investment world who have been shorting a lot the, the people like in Terra the Terra Luna crash was triggered by some anonymous actor coming in there and shorting it at the right time to trigger a death spiral they're doing it in Bancor you know they've done it in Celsius did they do it in, was three arrows capital also a, a, a susceptible to that too probably you know so who are these shadowy people coming in and shorting these large crypto institutions you know and right at this time um whenever it just seems like it's all coming at once like a full scale you know roman style you know legion attack you know on all these crypto institutions all at once and and a lot of people have been calling saying watch out they're going they're coming the institutions are coming and they're not happy you know so <laughs> you know i think this is an institutional attack and um, you know here we have goldman sachs here you know um basically you know, tacking a sell mark um 
on Coinbase here. And Coinbase has been like a thorn in their side and thorn in the SEC's side, you know, with their whole lend uh, thing that they were trying to get certified and the SEC solely attacked Coinbase. And uh, so here, Goldman Sachs um, said buy Coinbase at $300. Also, Goldman Sachs says sell Coinbase at $50. So don't trust Goldman Sachs. They give bad advice on purpose, you know, and they need you for that exit liquidity. But here's another thing, and this is kind of where my conspiracy hat comes on. Maybe Goldman Sachs is doing this on purpose. They want you to leave the crypto market so they can come in and buy up a company like Coinbase, super, super cheap. And then once they buy up Coinbase and they square away all the regulations and they get all the big players come in and uh, they do it the way that they want it done. And uh, yeah, like, like I said earlier in that earlier tweet, um, let me find that tweet here. Um, th th then they will come in and uh, yeah, they will do it with regulatory certainty. So the Litecoin News says institutional crypto will soon be taken over by big players, PayPal, Visa, Fidelity, Goldman Sachs, and will wash away the amateurs, Coinbase, BlockFi, Voyager, Celsius, and their unregistered pump coins. The big players will focus on regulatory certainty, Bitcoin and Litecoin and newly registered tokens. Okay, so yeah. I think that's what's going on. I mean, it's just a hunch, but uh, yeah. And so here we have this article over here. MasterCard is getting into the NFT game. So crypto is not going anywhere. Everybody's saying, oh my God, crypto's falling. We have a downward draft and everything like that. At the same time, we have an article like this coming out on MasterCard.com. MasterCard brings its payments network to Web3 and NFTs. <laughs> and here, I'll just read it. We believe the process of buying an NFT needs to be easier and safer. Regulatory clarity. Uh, when that happens, customers get things they want with less stress and uncertainty. For NFT creators, these changes grow their potential customers base to millions more people all over the world. We've been innovating over the past year to make these improvements happen. As part of this work, we're happy to announce we're working to enable NFT commerce with Immutable X, Candy Digital, The Sandbox, Mintable, Spring, Nifty Gateway, and Web3 infrastructure provider MoonPay. So we're working with these companies to allow people to use their MasterCards for NFT purchases, whether that's on one of these companies' marketplaces or using their crypto services. With 2.9 billion MasterCard cards worldwide, this change could have a big impact on the NFT ecosystem. So, and I, I mentioned earlier, I was having problems with crypto.com, like being able to use my my card or my bank, you know, to to make fiat. Uh, to do the fiat on ramp into the crypto space. My bank doesn't want to allow it, you know, and, uh, you know, every time I've tried to use other services, my, you know, I've, I've, I have like, um, three different banks and they've all three like given me crap, you know, and I have to call in and this is not a friend and, you know, and all that other stuff and explain. And a couple of them, uh, two of my banks just flat out, just won't allow it, you know? And so I've had to like wait like seven days every, every time I've wanted to upload fiat, you know, so I've had to just kind of like keep a little stash of fiat on the, the exchanges like crypto.com in order to be able to do things like uh, buy right when I see an opportunity because otherwise I won't be able to do it from my bank you know, and using my card because uh, there's like that seven day waiting period. Uh, so anyway, um, but now we have these card companies like, like uh, MasterCard 
partnering up with MoonPay and like the Sandbox and Mutable X and stuff like that to be able to do seamless transactions for NFTs in the Web3 space. So let's see here. Buy the NFTs you want on the marketplace of your choice. No need to buy crypto first even. <laughs> okay. So, but you need crypto to have the web address to send the NFT to. So, you know, I've, yeah, I've bought on a couple of these NFT platforms, for instance, during South by Southwest, I believe, or it was Austin City Limits. I don't know. Dolly Parton came and played and I bought the NFT for that show. Uh, well, the only way that I'm kind of able to access that NFT um, is by going to that website. I need to go check on that. It's been a long time since I've, I've actually checked on that. Um, I guess I can transfer it to another wallet, but they don't offer that right off the gate. So I need to go check on that and see how I could transfer that NFT that's on another blockchain over to my MetaMask wallet or what, you know, or maybe over to OpenSea to be able to sell it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so it says no need to buy crypto first, but then is that NFT really yours or just is it just stored on some, you know, platform somewhere, you know, or can I download that to my actual wallet and have it on my phone to be able to show and all that? I don't know. I need to look anyway. Yeah. So there's a lot of mm, so these NFT marketplaces represent a huge breadth of the burgeoning NFT space, which generated more than 25 billion in sales in 2021. From art to sports to video games to collectibles to metaverse platforms, these marketplaces also host sales for some of the biggest names in NFTs, like Dolly Parton. You know, with the help of these companies, Master, I, I, my wife loves Dolly Parton. I mean, we have you know, yeah, several pictures of Dolly Parton in the house. So uh, with that, we have a salon too in the garage, and she has a big painting of Dolly Parton in there. So. Um, with, a, with the help of these companies, MasterCard's expanding adoption of Web3, a new version of the internet based on blockchain, right? And there's what we were talking about, Web3, not Web3.0. And so I think tomorrow I will start doing the whole series about you know, what Web3 and the semantic web is versus, you know, web what Web3.0 and the semantic web is versus Web3 and the internet based on blockchain. So, so anyway... Um, MasterCard's expanding adoption of Web3 adds to our existing work, bringing our payment network to Coinbase's new NFT marketplace, So, which opened to all Coinbase users in May. So Coinbase stock is going through the floor, according to Goldman Sachs, saying it's a sell. But at the same time, MasterCard is sitting there adding is is pumping up on their website Coinbase's new NFT marketplace, which opened to all Coinbase users in May. It doesn't make sense, you know. Mastercard's sitting here pumping the Coinbase NFT marketplace, and they're coming out with this whole NFT thing. But Goldman Sachs is saying Coinbase is a sell. Something is happening, and that's what I'm telling you. I think that Goldman Sachs is trying to get a deal and that Goldman Sachs or some other company, maybe it's MasterCard, is trying to come in and buy up Coinbase at a steal of a price. So that's just like my opinion, man. But I do, um, uh, through a stock app, I do have a recurring every two-week buy of Coinbase stock. Uh-huh. I know, and you may call me stupid for that, but I've been doing that for the past year. 
And, uh, you know, just not much, like 10 bucks, you know, 20 bucks every couple weeks, you know, just enough, just, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I just been kind of, I've had my doubts, but I've been kind of lazy and haven't just switched it around on the, the automated buys. And so Coinbase is one of those automated buys and I've just been slowly dollar cost averaging Coinbase. And if my hunch is correct, and if these entities in these organizations like Goldman Sachs are sitting here pushing their boot down on Coinbase to squash the price so some of these other companies, either themselves or MasterCard, can come in and buy up Coinbase and then send it through the roof, you know, I don't know. It might be a good buy, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, run toward what uh, buy whenever others are fearful. Was that what Warren Buffett says? Yeah. You know, when there's blood in the streets, you need to start buying, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It may be absolutely a terrible call, but if I'm right, then hopefully it makes some money. So yeah, with the help of these companies, MasterCard's expanding adoption of Web3 adds to our existing work of bringing payment network to Coinbase's new NFT marketplace, which opened to all Coinbase users in May. Overall, these integrations are designed to make crypto more accessible and help the NFT ecosystem keep growing, innovating, and bringing in more fans. So they're trying to get rid of the pump and dump coins, and they're trying to bring in the NFT marketplace. And that's exactly what people want. A new MasterCard survey of more than 35,000 people in 40 countries found that 45% had purchased an NFT or would consider doing so, and roughly half sought more flexibility, being able to pay with crypto for everyday purchases or using a credit or debit card to buy an NFT. We're also applying our full suite of capabilities to reinforce customer safety, giving similar protections to the ones they enjoy uh, when making transactions in a store or online with a MasterCard. We're using cybersecurity tools to boost safety and pro protect user data for purchases people make using a MasterCard card. The latest efforts are intended to build on the enormous potential of the NFT market, growing payment choices for consumers and expanding NFT communities. We're looking forward to continuing our work with all these companies to make sure this market can become even more welcoming, accessible, and easy. Wow. And at the same time, you know, at the same time, we have, um, hold on, let me get to this, this Twitter search. Coinbase. Goldman Sachs, you know, this Twitter search of, of, of just Goldman Sachs on the attack, you know, Goldman Sachs has categorized Coinbase sell stock as a sell rating. Yeah, so Coinbase sinks as it, as as it, Goldman Sachs downgrades it. You know, so we have Coinbase being attacked by Goldman Sachs, but being propped up by Mastercard. So uh, we believe, and here's in quotes. I guess it's it's uh, Goldman Sachs saying this. We believe Coin, which is the ticker for Coinbase, will need to make substantial reductions in its cost base in order to stem the resulting cash burn as retail trading activity dries up. So is it drying up or is the NFT marketplace flourishing? Which one is it? Coinbase has downgraded Coinbase stock to a sell rating with analysts suggesting further layoffs may be needed to help exchange help the exchange bring costs down to a manageable level. The damning research saw Coin's share price fall by 10.7%. 6%, 6%. 
uh, on Monday and over the past year, the stocks plunged by 77%, predicting the exchange will need to make tough decisions in the weeks and months ahead. Goldman's analyst uh, Will Nance wrote, we believe Coin will need to make substantial reductions in its cost base in order to stem the resulting cash burn as retail trading activity dries up. Um, yeah, so this comes after Coinbase laid off 18% of its workforce, about 1,100 staff. And I've seen all over Twitter, you know, people that used to work at Coinbase. Anybody have any jobs for me? You know, so, ah, uh, yeah. So which one is it? Like I said, um, yeah. Are you, do you think this is all some manipulated ploy? Or do you think Coinbase is going to go insolvent and uh, anybody that has any money on there will lose it? I don't know. It's up to you. I'd like to hear your opinion on this. Um, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. You know, um, I don't know if any of y'all are old enough to remember that dude, Ralph Nader. Uh, no, no, that was uh, 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 I'm all ears, uh, not Ralph Nader. It was, what's his name? Oh, my God. I cannot. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, I'll probably remember like um, later today at like four in the afternoon, just randomly. Um, uh, all right. Okay, anyway. Um, all right, well, I will talk to you guys. Hold on. What is that guy's name? That politician in the 90s. Oh, my God. It's on the tip of my tongue. I, I used to like him, too. He was like the first politician I, I actually kind of liked. You know, I like Ron Paul, too. Um, uh, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I don't do politics. <laughs> So don't trust my political advice, my 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 financial advice. You know, I'm not here to teach you. I'm just reading through all this crap and just being entertained by the telenovela called crypto. All right, uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up, and if you want to hear more just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.